Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football season is here, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, baseball, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to week one of the 2023 NFL season here on Believe in Saints. He's the receiver, Terrence Copper, and I am the co-host, David Grubb. TC, the preliminaries are over. Kansas City and Detroit kick it off officially on Thursday night. Are you ready for some football, my friend? Man, Dave, this is what we've been waiting on. We've been waiting for this week to come up, game week, first week of the season. The kickoff, like I said, is on Thursday. But we've been waiting for this, so I'm excited about it. The Saints are looking to get back into the playoffs after two straight years outside of it. Um, they have not missed the playoffs three times in a row since the 2014 to 16 seasons. And that's when they were one of the worst defensive teams in the league. That's not the problem the last few years. Defense has been very good. The problem has been the offense. Derek Carr comes in this offseason. He's the franchise quarterback now. What does he bring to the position that they have lacked over the last two years? Gosh, Chucks, man, he, he's bringing – He's bringing leadership, which I don't think we lack leadership there because I think Winston did a good job of leading, but he couldn't stay healthy. So I think he brings in leadership that's actually on the field. Uh, I think he brings in another big arm. He can make all the throws. I think you can bring in a guy in that knows the game and knows situations and knows how to control the team and how to run his team. Uh, I think you got a guy that if we're in a shootout, he can shoot it out with you. You know, so I think, you know, he just brings so much to the table. A lot of things that we was missing. He brings durability, you know, so he brings a lot to the table, man. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm excited to see how we respond this year coming off of last year. Uh, but like I said, it's, it's not just going to be on his shoulders. Everybody got to tote their own load. One of the most important things he brings, too, is he has the confidence of the head coach. And, you know, um, for whatever reason, it just didn't feel like Jameis was Dennis Allen's guy. Derek Carr, this is the guy that drafted Derek Carr back when they were in Oakland. So clearly he knows, he feels as if Derek Carr is the guy he wants to run his franchise. How important is that for the head coach to fully be fully invested in that starting quarterback? Oh, my goodness. Think about it. Think about any head coach and any great quarterback that's out there their head coach and that quarterback are like like this you know when you mention that head coach name you got to mention the quarterback that's how tight these guys are like a Belichick and Brady when you mention Belichick you got to mention Brady you know when you mention shucks any Montana, of these are we great. talking about you know, Montana you know what I'm saying talking about Bill Walsh you Bill know Walsh. Drew Brees and Sean, Sean Payton. Payton you know what I'm saying Dan Marino and 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 um uh, 
Dashula. There so you yes. go. So it's like having that confidence from your from your head coach to your quarterback, that relationship has to be tight. And if it's not tight, you may struggle that year because one thing that's going to happen is the fact their relationship that tight, they're always going to be on one accord. Even when they're not on one accord, they're going to be on one accord. You know, so they know how to like, argue with each other. Exactly. Exactly. So that relationship with head coach and quarterback is detrimental when it comes to having a team that can really go far in the playoffs. Um, so Carr's definitely familiar with the Titans. He played against them a number of times while he was with the, the Oakland Las Vegas Raiders in those games. Very good stats. 102 career passer rating, more than 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions. He's never thrown for fewer than 249 yards against Tennessee, but he did have his toughest game of his career against the Titans last year. 59% completions, 44 attempts, uh, two TDs and a pick in a two-point loss. But it's, it, I think it is an advantage, though. For him, he's familiar with this Tennessee Titans defense, he can give that to the staff as they game plan um, and tell them what didn't work uh, while he was with the Raiders. Yeah, and I think that's that's great because at the end of the day, you got to have some familiarity with the team you're playing. But even that he's familiar with that team, it's still not the same team. You know, so it only goes but so far. You're going to know certain things that they do that you can scheme their scheme but when it comes to personnel, you know, if they got a new guy in a position, that's not the same guy. The way he rushed may be a little different. The way this corner uh, guards may be a little different. So, I mean, it's, it's still the same scheme that he'll be familiar with probably. But when it comes to personnel, you know, it's totally different. You know, each, each year is a new team. So it's tough to take, okay, we did this last year, this team. It's tough to say that you can do it again or they can do something to you because they're completely different teams from last year. It's more so looking at, I guess, what, what Coach Mike Vrabel and his defensive staff have done and see if mm -hmm. there's some consistency there, certainly. Because, like, you're, you're right. Tennessee had a lot of injured players defensively last season. Two years ago, that was a top-five defense um, but they, the one thing that is consistent about Tennessee throughout the years is that they've been a very good run defensive team. The Saints don't have Alvin Kamara. We didn't get to see a ton of Jamal Williams really in the preseason, nor should we. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but also we did, you know, you saw uh, Kendra Hill got a little banged up a, a couple times during the preseason. Are you in any way concerned about uh, the Saints' ability to get the running game going, and how important is it that they do run the football against a Titan team that is that you know wants this to be a a, a slow down physical game? I'm not concerned right now with our run game. I would like to see us in a real game first mm -hmm. after we scheme a defense and see what we have, and then I would like to see a healthy Kamara. I would like to see a healthy Kamara as well, but. I'm not I'm not concerned right now with our run game, but I am concerned that the fact that we have to stop the run as well, which I think our defense will be able to do that. But we have to be able to run the ball and we have to be able to stop the run because they're going to be able to run the ball. Well, I can say they're going to be able to run the ball, but they're trying to run the ball. We know that's their MO. That's what they're going to come in doing. So if they're stopping our run and they're just running the ball the entire time, guess what they're doing? They're eating that clock up. 
that clock is getting ate up the entire game. So this probably may – it may be a fast game because of how much they run the ball if they're having success on the ground. Uh, so for us, the number one thing we have to do is stop the run. If we stop the run, that take care of a lot of our problems when it comes to this Tennessee Titans team because this team is a good team. This is this is not going to be a walk in the park for us. Uh, we got to go out there and play because this team is a good physical uh, – they have great coaching – and they have some athletes out there. And and I want to get into that because, you know, we talk about for the Titans, last season they only allowed five teams to rush for more than 80 yards the entire year. Only five teams to rush for more than 80 yards the entire year. And that's going up against the Saints team that last season ranked 19th in total rushing yards and 22nd in yards per attempt. So it's it may not be the total number of yards, but they're going to come – some third downs that the Saints have to convert. They're going to come. You've got to at least be able to, I think, especially for a quarterback like Derek Carr, knowing that Tennessee is going to bring pressure. They are going to try to, to blitz and get at him. You've got to be able to slow them down with some play action and, and give your, your receivers some time to get open. Uh, you definitely do. Uh, and like I said, and the good thing about it is we got Derek Carr. We got Derek Carr. We got some receivers. Uh, we got some tight ends that if we are struggling running the ball, we have a lot of weapons out there that we can throw it. And and Carr is the perfect guy to be at the helm to actually read coverage to pick up blitz because I'm quite sure he's going to be in that in that film room, shucks, after practice, at night, before you go to bed. So he's going to know every single thing that the Titans going to come with. Down and distance, he's going to know when to expect the blitz because it's a percentage of time when they blitz on certain down and distances. He's going to be prepared. We just got to make the plays. I'm thinking that um, Pete Carmichael is going to come out and maybe start the game with tempo for the Saints and show a number of different formations to kind of give Tennessee and force them to move. Because I think if you allow them to set and get that rush going – I think, it, 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 you know, they're going to get downhill. They have a lot of talented players up front. And for the Saints offensive line, I think it could be to their advantage to get up to the line quickly, make the snap, and get into a play. Oh, yeah, definitely, especially on third down. Uh, especially third down and manageable because you want to get that, like to get the ball snapped before they have time to rush, to run guys on and off the field because we may be changing packages with our receivers and they're going to try to do the exact same thing. So if we can catch them before they're able to change personnel packages to get get in their blitz package, uh, I think that'll be huge for us. I also feel like because they are going to be blitzing and they may try to get to us, I think the snap count is going to be huge. and not just a snap count, when I say huge going on snap count, just to try to draw them off sides, but the snap count to try to get them to force their hand. Because if we go on two and they're blitzing, guess what? That first snap, first cadence, they're going to come up in the hole. They're going to come up in the hole, and then that's when you go on two. And let, and now your old line, your running backs, they see, okay, this guy blitzing, he's staying. So, so to me, the snap count is not just for drawing them off sides. It's also for them – to show their hand before the play even starts. I think that this is a big uh, game for Taysom Hill. I think because Alvin Kamara will not be available and because you want to give that Titans uh, front seven something to think about, I think that there will be opportunities, especially early, 
to, to really confuse them with some formations with Taysom uh, because they've listed him as QB3 on the depth chart this week. Not a tight end. So I think you're going to see him mm-hmm. under center in some interesting situations and maybe shifting formations where he go, starts under center. Carr may move into back under center and, and, he, and Taysom moves back as a, maybe a ball carrier or a receiver. I think that I think this is a game without Alvin Kamara at, at your disposal and having a rookie making as your primary backup, making his first NFL appearance. This is Taysom Hill time. It, it is. It is, and and one thing I was one thing I was reading about is the fact that NFL now has a new rule for the third string quarterback. So the fact that Taysom Hill is going to be playing different positions and not just the quarterback position, he has to be QB two if Derek Carr goes down. So now, so it opens up. It's it's great that that new rule is in because we can play around with it and, and dress an extra guy, you know. But if Derek Carr goes down. We're not gonna be able to bring in Winston. Um, what you call it? Have to go to quarterback. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill has to go to quarterback. He got to be number two, even though we got him listed as number three. He has to go in that quarterback if something happens to Carr. If he's playing different positions, but I'm excited about him. The fact that we can move him around so much, uh, it's gonna be tough for defense to key on what we're gonna do with him. Uh, like I said, we could put him at the tight end position. We could put him at the line, but we could split him out of receipt. It's just so much that we can do with him. And I think he is going to be a, a big key, a big reason why we are successful moving forward without Kamara these first few games. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of checkdowns in this game. This is not one where the Saints are going to get a lot over the top. Tennessee has a good secondary, um, and, the, and they do have a solid pass rush. So I think the Saints are going to have to um, sustain drives. But that, that those the middle part of the field with Jawan Johnson – with uh, Jimmy Graham, with, uh, you know, just that collection of tight ends, you kept four. So I think that those guys will have opportunities. And I think out of the backfield, there will be catches made. And this is also a great opportunity for a guy like Michael Thomas to settle in because the ball's going to have to come out. And he's used to that. He's used to those one, two, three, boom. That ball is already out of there and, and using his body to make catches and extend drives. And, and honestly, what I'm going to do, if, if I'm Pete, if I'm calling this offense, I'm going to try to get him going early. I'm going to try to get him little quick passes, maybe some quick slants, yep. some quick outs, just to get the ball in his hands, just to get him feeling good about himself, uh, getting his confidence up. And also, you want to do that anyway for Carr. You want to get him some easy some easy completions just so he can see it's completed. That helps with his confidence. Uh, so I definitely feel like coming out, maybe nickel and diamond at the beginning, just so everybody can get their – get their win in the room, get confidence built up from your quarterback, from your receivers. And I think from there you open the game, you open the game plan up. Yeah. I, I, you know, eventually you're going to have to take a shot um, and you have the, the players to do it. This is not the saints have that ability, but I think it, it's going to be calculated. It's going to be, you know, I think early on, it's very much to see which team is the more physical team because we know Tennessee wants to set that tone physically, that's that's their bread and butter. Uh, so the Saints mm-hmm. are going to have to meet that physicality early. Yeah, and and I think we can do it. I, to me, if we're the matchup that we have with these guys, the fact our defense is great at stopping the run, I think we match up perfectly with them. This game is going to be a close game. I really think it's going to be a three-point game. And I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think I think we pull it off because we at the home, we at house, we at the home. 
But I think we pull it off by three points. I think the score ended up being 20 to 23. I mean, that's what that's what, what Vegas has it at right now is a three-point advantage for the Saints at home, which is essentially a pick which means they expect this to be a very tight game. And I do too, because as you said, these are two teams that are very similar in a lot of ways. That you look at their profiles and they want to do the same things. Uh, you know, you want to be physical up front. You want to you want play action to be a big part of your passing game. You you have DeAndre Hopkins for, for Tennessee, who is one of the best receivers in the league. And DeAndre Hopkins, his last two games against the Saints, he's averaging nine catches for 107 yards and one touchdown. So this is a big game for the Saints secondary to not get. That's why you said stopping the run is so important because if he's getting one-on-one opportunities because you have to send more people to stop the run, DeAndre Hopkins certainly has the ability to hurt you downfield. He does. He does. But you know what the crazy thing about that is? I respect DeAndre Hopkins. Don't get me wrong. I respect him. He's one of the best receivers to do it for a long time. But I love our corners. I think we have the guys to cover their receivers. Uh, I think we're going to be fine in the secondary. My biggest part is we got to stop the run. We cannot let Derrick Henry get going. We have to stop the run. That got to be the the focal point coming into this game. Of course, they can throw it. But if we don't stop the run, it's going to be a long night. And it's going to be a quick night with the time, but it's going to be a long night for us. How surprised were you, though, that the, the Saints did let Bradley Roby go and, and decide to roll with Alante uh, Taylor, a guy with not a ton of experience in the slot, but he's going to be starting there week one? I like it. I like that move. I really wanted Taylor to stick around because he has so much upside to him. Uh, from watching what he did last year, he just kept getting better as the season was going on. So I'm fine with that. I hate, like I said, I, I love Roby, but I'm fine with keeping Taylor in the building. Uh, I think he has a lot of upside to him. And I think, truthfully, I think his upside is a little higher than Roby's, honestly. Well, I, I agree with you. I was just surprised that I, I like Alante at, at, QB, at, at CB2. You know, I mean, I think he's that talented that he should he could be opposite Marshawn, and I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with that. And, and like you said, I love his upside. Um, so um, I was just surprised that they let Bradley go for nothing, knowing that they didn't really have another backup in that slot position. You know, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and you have to trust in Dennis Allen, who has kept this defense doing well. The guy who's the X factor that that the Saints also have. We talk about Derrick Henry, a guy who's rushed for 1,500 yards three times in the last four years, a lot of carries. But then you bring in Tajay Spears now from Tulane, and we saw him in the preseason led all running backs in yards after contact and then had big plays between the tackles and then breaking it outside as well. To have that complement to that thumper when you're in Derrick Henry Man, how how big could that be for the Titans, knowing that you can keep him a little more fresh in the second half? It's it's great for them because basically if you look at them, their size may be different, but they're still breaking a lot of tackles. They're still running hard. Uh, So both of those guys are going to be a load to deal with. Uh, So like I said, we just got to be ready for either one of them. I think what that does, like I said, it keeps Derrick Henry fresh. It keeps him fresh even when they're trying to make a playoff run later down in the season. So it just keep him from taking a lot of hits because Derrick Henry takes a ton of them. So to get another back in there that can 
that can take some time up for him and give him some time to relax and, and let his body recover. I think that'll be huge for the Titans. But I still think the Saints, I think we'll be okay. Um, special teams, rookie kicker, and a new punter too. You change kickers. Um, it's 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 a risk, certainly. Now we saw uh group A during the, the, the preseason, he he knocked down just about every kick and he kicked in, in pressure situations. But we're talking about a game that you just said. You think it's a three-point game. He could be in position to have to kick the game winner. That's that's we're we're gonna he's gonna be that decision is gonna be tested really early. And you know, and I'm fine with that because like you said, I got confidence in what the coaching staff has seen. So in order for them to cut their veteran kickers and keep these younger guys around, keep guys around that wasn't there like they have to see something in practice that we're not seeing. And also we have to see it in the game as well, which we see it in the game, but they also have to see it in practice. If not, they're not going to get rid of, you know, their, their kicker from last year. They're not going to get rid of them. They have to, and they understand how important kicking is, the kicking game is. So they're not going to get rid of their veteran and bring in another guy that really haven't proved itself really. You know, so the fact they made that move it makes me even more confident that he's the guy. Well, and like he'll definitely have opportunities, I'm sure, in this game to 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 put points on the board, and and we'll see if it comes down to a last second kick. But you'd rather find out now. Like, let's find <laughs> okay. out week one what you got. Let's see. It, you know, let's find out at home. Mm-hmm. This kind of like an opponent that is essentially. Yeah, this this is a team that you should be one and one with. Y'all mm-hmm. were both seven and nine last. I mean, um, uh, seven and ten last year. Mm-hmm. Both teams seven and ten. Titans last two years the most injured. The Saints the second most injured team in the league. Coaches that you know both facing some questions because you have Dennis Allen. This is his fifth season as head coach. Never had a winning season. He's got to break through at some point. Mike Vrabel. Just coming off his first losing season. His quarterback's a free agent. His starting running back's a free agent. You brought in DeAndre Hopkins. There's pressure on both of these teams to get off to a good start. And I think that that's going to, that leads to a really good matchup on Sunday. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like I said, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a boxing match out there. It's going to be a boxing match and we got to withstand. We got to make the plays when it needs to be made offensively and defensively and also special teams we cannot allow the Titans to win the special teams battle. We either got to tie it or we got to win it, but we cannot allow the Titans to win the special teams battle because we're like I said, we're so evenly matched. It could be something easy as a, a big kick return or a big punt return to set up a score that could change the momentum of the game. So special teams has to be special. Like I said, I don't think we have to win the special teams battle blatantly and clearly win it. But we can't lose it. We can't lose a special teams battle. Penalties is what we'll be watching for, particularly along the offensive line. Because as you talked about, one penalty on your offense, five-yard penalty, usually kills a drive. Mm-hmm. And and that, so we'll be watching very early. Does the offensive line have its discipline? And can it uh, protect Derek Carr? Stopping the run, as you said, that's the number one goal for this defense this season. Struggled at a couple of games last year to get off on those third downs against the run. They got to do it this year. And then the third thing is, 
there can be no turnovers. You cannot turn the ball over at home. You cannot turn the ball over against a team that's going to grind the ball down your throat. Cannot turn the ball over. No, you can't. You you can't give them extra possessions uh, because they're already going to eat the clock up. They're going to try to eat it up anyway. So us turning the ball over uh, and with penalties, with those hitting yardage, we can't give them anything. We can't give them extra extra possessions. Uh, we got to control that side of things. And I think we will. I think we will. I'm going to go 23-17 Saints. Then mm. uh, that they they start well, and then the defense is able to hold on and, and take that, that running game out of, um, I think, just the energy early. I think the Saints will get their drives going early, put some points up, and then be able to go downhill defensively at Ryan Tannehill, which will be to their advantage then. That's what I'm thinking. That's a good score. Like I, like I said earlier, I'm going 20 to 23, still going with the Saints. I think uh, a late push is going to push us over the top. I think this game is going to be very even throughout the game till probably like the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter. And I think that's when we're going to start separating ourselves a little bit. But this is going to be a tight game. We got to be ready to fight all four quarters, uh, the entire four quarters, uh, if we're going to pull this game out. We, we're not going to be able to shut it down per se or go out there and try to feel how good they are. We got to go out there right now and put our foot on their neck right now from the jump. We can't go out there trying to trying to feel and see what they got and what they don't have. This is the best team they're going to see early on. And that's so why I think it's a really important tone setter because you can't go into, you know, going, I think it's, it's a test of their confidence. I think they've come out of camp extremely confident, not overconfident, but very confident. And, and I think that, Again, the rest of the league believes at the very least this is a top four team in the NFC. At the very least, they should win this division is what most people that agree. And it starts by winning at home. It starts by opening the season at home with a win. I agree. I agree. I can't add anything to that. I think that's perfectly said. All right, my brother. We will, if, if something breaks before game day, we'll certainly jump on that. But we will be back definitely after Sunday's contest and uh, give our thoughts about that opening week. TC, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Man, nothing at all, but just go Saints, man. Who that? Let's see. We'll see. We're looking forward to this season, and uh, we're looking forward to y'all joining us for the ride. Until the next time, he is Terrence Copper. I am David Grubb, and this has been Believe in Saints. Who that? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.